Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Ladies and gentlemen, do not. There you go. Ladies and gentlemen, do not adjust your listening devices. Um, CeeLo is so dope, isn't he? You are listening to the Three Man Weave. Um, let me. I guess get this out the way first and foremost. Three Man Weave is uh, a program that is thechairshot.com. Always use your head as you can tell by the fact that I am royally screwing this intro up this is your boy Rance aka Ray Cash um Mr. Platt isn't here today he's off on assignment once again um he is trying to uh figure out how to concede the election since him and Mr. Belaz lost royally badly however I do have Mr. Three Man Weave himself and uh I, the professional Mr. PC Tunney with me. How you doing, sir? 
I am well, Ray. It's great to be back talking a little sports. I do have the inside info on where Platt is. I know last time we let everybody know that he got the tail implant um, after watching the movie Cats, and that's true. The problem is, is he he went he dove into it too much. He got hooked on catnip, and he is at a cat recovery um, for you know abusing catnip. That's where he's at right now. So lots of scratching posts there for him. And uh, you know that way he can get he can get off the catnip. They put him a strict salmon diet, no 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 saucer of milk, none of that stuff. So that's that's where this, he's at. This opioid, right this, opio, this opioid addiction is real, bro. Yeah. We need to we need to we need to fix this. Do better, America. That's where, do better. So that's where Platt's at right now. <laughs> oh, when he gets back, he's gonna hate us so much. That's okay. Um, yes. So, first and foremost, a lot has happened since we have recorded. Um, and I don't just mean in sports. We have, uh, apparently, if you hopefully legally elected a new president, we have lost one of the greatest legends of our generation, Mr. Alex Trebek, rest in power king. Um, and <laughs> so much so much has helped it, so much else has happened. We got a few things we want to talk about. Week 9 of football, we got a we got a November Masters, which is dope and weird at the same time. Um, they want these boys to play basketball again, like 15 minutes after the bubble ended. We got a lot we're going to talk about. Um, so before we move any further, did you want to say anything about Trebek? Did you want to say anything about what happened this weekend? Or you want to get on to the good stuff? I don't want to talk about the election anymore. <laughs> not because I was... Completely not, fine. Not because I'm upset at who won. Uh, I just uh, I think people are done listening to it I, I know to speak to that a little bit even Friday I had recorded I, re- I record Shark Tank okay and I and I get up Saturday to watch it or it's Saturday I get home I don't remember whatever I think I got home to watch it and it was a ABC special 2020 I'm like well what the fuck you know like they're, they're even interrupting my shows a week later so I'm over that that's all good but Alex Trebek to me is like he, he is that almost that babysitter from your childhood. For me, I, I mean, I started watching Wheel of Fortune and, and, and Jeopardy in the late 80s. I, my grandparents, I lived with them for a, for a brief period of time as a very young child, like before, from like kindergarten to third grade or whatever. And we'd watch Wheel of Fortune every night. And then as I got a little bit older, um, I think a kid's Jeopardy was on one time. And I was hooked. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then even the regular Jeopardy. And I was it was hard. And my grandma was like, well, just keep watching. You'll get better at it. And sure enough... And I've taken the test years and years and years, and I've, I've never gotten the chance to get on the show. I would still love to get on the show, but it would have been great to be on with Alex Trebek. He's, he's an American television icon, and he's a Canadian. And he's just, it's great, though. I mean, that's fine. He's one of the greatest Canadians, in my opinion, that I know of. Um, he's very calm, courteous, comforting in his in his approach to being a game show host um he did it with subtlety he did it with humor right and, and a little bit of yeah i know what i'm talking about too and he did he was a brilliant guy so mm-hmm. rest in peace alex trebek my condolences to his close very close friends and associates and especially his family i think one of the things we take for granted in society is how much we learn or how much we we get from our environments 
especially from things that we consume like television or entertainment mediums. And what I what I think one was the dopest things about Alex Trebek was that he set out to make our lives better by making us smarter. You know, and there's all all the game shows in some form or fashion are about intelligence, but Jeopardy is is the pinnacle, right? I think most people would accept Jeopardy as being one of the hardest game shows to be on or to answer because like they're not playing no games with the questions or the answers that are on there. And, you know, I don't think it's going to be weird because I think I'm pretty sure Ken Jennings is going to get the job, but I think Ken Jennings is dope. But like, I don't think there's, and this is including Bob Barker. This is including Pat Sajak. This is including Gene Rayburn. This is including uh, Regis. I don't think there's ever been a person more tailor-made for their show than Alex Trebek. Um, Alex Trebek is one of three people um, who are not family, who are strictly TV people I've never met, I never had the chance to meet, whose death affected me in a very seriously painful way. Eddie Guerrero, Stuart Scott, and Alex Trebek. Never forget that dude, man. Rest in power. Um, he has. You said he's. A, you call, call him one of the greatest Canadians. He's one of our greatest Americans. Simple as that. Um, so yeah, rest in power, brother. We got him until Christmas Day, and I think that is a fantastically macabre situation. That you know, we were gonna. His last show is gonna air on Christmas Day. That's beautiful and macabre at the same way, but. Uh, what does the drop say? Sports, 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 sports. We can do that. We can do that. Sports, 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 sports. Rest in peace, Alex Trebek. We will be right back. Promotional consideration paid for by the following. Why should you visit thechairshot.com? Thechairshot.com is your home for hard-hitting reviews, news, opinion, and analysis with attitude. Why? Because you're smarter than the average fan. TheChairShot.com. Always use your head. Like you said in the open of the show, Ray, we are going to get to talking about, well, Christmas Day and the NBA. We're also going to cover a little bit of Week 9 NFL football. We got uh, a last topic in the Masters, which we're both really excited for this weekend. But I do want to touch this very interesting, uh, shortened, and, you know, not... Not necessarily full until now, but we got all the all the conferences playing at some point here, NCAA football. Uh, but we do have schools testing positive. We do have teams missing games and canceling games all over the place. But let's talk about the positive part of it. We're having great games. And maybe one of the best games that we've had in a long time in college football just happened this weekend. A double overtime victory for Notre Dame beating the number one ranked Clemson Tigers. Now, granted, Trevor Lawrence on the sideline, DJ Uangalele at quarterback, but that kid can play. Well done. Oh, my God. Say it again. I come from the land of Antetokounmpo. That's a, I'll shut up and listen. You're right. DJ Uangalele? You can call him DJU if you'd like. I was going to call him DJ last name, but <laughs> DJU is better. <laughs> there's a there's an N that's in there that's not in even in his name. That's how you pronounce it. From what I've heard, okay? I watch a lot of sports centers. How do I do how do I do say African names better than most Africans? That's that is dope. 
It's amazing. I don't know what to tell you. I just, I, I, I just repeat what I hear. So, you know, and, and Notre Dame did a great job of getting out and putting the ball in the air and moving it down the field. Now, granted, they got a great game from from Kyron Williams rushing for 140 yards, six rushing yards a carry, but. Ian Book and this Notre Dame team is the real deal. Brian Kelly is a very good football coach. The problem is these two teams are going to meet again, likely in the ACC championship. And if Trevor Lawrence is back, which he would be, should be, it's over. You're definitely going to take that that Clemson team over Notre Dame into the playoff, correct? So the work's only half done for Notre Dame. Yeah, but you know what though? They they did their job because Notre Dame had to win that game. Because if they didn't win that game, they're not in the top four for the playoff at this point, you know? So this was an important situation for them or an important game for them to take advantage of Trevor Lawrence being out to kind of get themselves to the end of the season so they could be put in that position to be in the in the um, top four playing for the national championship. Because right now, I'm not correct, they were picked two in the rankings? Um, I'm not sure. Pretty sure. I'm pretty sure it's two. And one more thing I want to mention, by the way, you yeah, know, they're up to two. I think okay, there you go. Which is deserved. If you beat the number one team, I think is deserved. Right. Bama, um, Bama Notre Dame, Ohio State, Clemson goes down to four. Florida's at five. A and M is at six. Your next group of unbeaten teams. Is top four. The next group of unbeaten teams are Cincinnati and BYU, at, um, and then you'd have to go down to Indiana. I don't know, does Oregon and Wisconsin even count yet? They've only played one game, so that's what you're looking at so far. And, yeah. Cincinnati's having a great season, by the way, to be so obscure. Cincinnati is in the uh, Conference USA, isn't it? Conference USA. Yeah. Um, but it's so the, I feel it's, like... It's the American Athletic Conference now. Oh, that's right. They changed the names and shit like people change draws. Um, the Haley's comic come about as often as Notre Dame do. Like every ten years or so, Notre Dame got one one good team that is good enough to play for the national championship and just good enough to get their ass beat by a great team. And it's about to happen again. Um, give them their props. Brian Kelly is a fantastic coach. Always has been a fantastic coach. Recruiting is rough in Notre Dame. I have friends that went to Notre Dame because of all of the. Um, everything you have to adhere to the the um, GPA, the, the you have to do certain things. You know, it's a parochial school. You got to go to church every week. It's a lot of things there that most recruits might not like. So you got to they, they're pushing for a certain recruit. But every ten or so years, you see them break through. Shout out to them, and shout out to my boy DJ Uyunglele. Talk about a position to be put in and to sit and, and to ball your ass off. He's a, he's a true freshman, am I right? Not a redshirt freshman. I believe he's a true freshman. I can look into that. It will true or redshirt, to, for that to be your first real snaps? Like, whew. And, and the, the one thing about Notre Dame is, even if they're good or bad, playing at Notre Dame Stadium is always a hell of a game to play. So... True freshman, you are correct. Let me break it down how it's going to happen here as we are marching towards getting four teams into the playoff, right, for, for the College Football National Championship. Abbreviated season, 
some of these teams are going to have to play a certain number of games to be able to qualify for for said four-team playoff. I know they're going to lower restrictions for bowl games because they're still going to want the marquee teams in these bowl games so people watch them. Uh, some states travel more than others. I don't know if there's even going to be people at any of these games or what the traveling is going to be like said, said anyway. So you can basically break down three of the spots immediately. One of them is going to go to Clemson or Notre Dame considering they both win out and whoever wins the ACC championship. The other one's going to go to Alabama or whoever they play in the SEC championship, whoever wins that game. The third one's probably going to go to Ohio State, unless you could see a team like Wisconsin getting their shit together COVID-wise, winning the rest of their games and playing them. Indiana is also very hot and a very good ball team right now. I'm just I'm just laying it down here, right? Basically, you you, you already know you can you can pick three out of four likely, okay? Alabama, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Ohio State, you got Clemson or Notre Dame in that third spot, and then it's going to come down to does someone look strong enough in the Pac-12 and go undefeated that overshadows what a Cincinnati or a BYU could do because that's kind of Pac-12 undefeated um high mid-major football team and the problem is you go to the big 12 and their best team already has one loss in oklahoma state so that's kind of how i would big break it. Garbage. that's how i would break it down a week or so um into the november-ish part of the schedule that's a fair assessment but let me be frank if i was in the acc right now i would or especially the big 10 because you know they had everything I would be ultimately pissed if Pac-12 bitch-ass hop in here out of nowhere and all of a sudden want to jump in and put somebody in the top four when we've been playing all this time. Well, like, they're going to... I would gonna, be quite Pac- upset. Pac-12's still going to play enough games to qualify. They're still going to play enough games as everybody else. You're going to see teams... You're going to see conferences like the SEC and the, and the Big 12 finish a lot quicker. ACC, they're just that many more games ahead. They've given themselves room for error, whereas the Big Ten and Pac-12 may not be able to make up some of these games that are getting postponed. I'll tell you right now, whoever wins the Big Ten, the SEC, and ACC championships are in. They're in. They're in. Period. Yeah. End of story, right? I mean, unless something really weird happens moving forward, okay? And like you said, then it comes down to that Cincinnati-BYU, or does everybody fumble, we get a Big 12 in there, or do we have an undefeated Pac-12 team? But uh, but the, I, don't you think that uh, uh and so let's say Notre Dame finishes the season well actually if Notre Dame finishes the season then Clemson's gone because that's two losses so never mind let's say Clemson finishes the season wins and beats Notre Dame in the ACC championship game don't you think Notre Dame deserves to still be number four because they beat number one so that's another possibility but I'm just saying there's three spots locked. The other one, you got to think of all Absolutely. the other possibilities. Absolutely. It could be if everybody else falters as one loss and they're the best one-loss team left, definitely. Definitely that could happen. But if you have a – We're not dealing with BCS. Right, but if, but if they get blown out or they lose by three touchdowns, right, and Cincinnati's, just, uh, and, yeah. and Cincinnati's yeah. undefeated or there's a Pac-12 team that's undefeated, it's over. You can almost kind of put them into pecking order, right? Absolutely. Um Quick question, real quick, to pivot. Who is your Heisman uh, leader so far? Because Trevor Lawrence was going to win it, but he's getting winning now. I think it's going to be well. That's a good question. At the end of the day, I think Justin Fields is going to come away with it. The way he's going to lead his team. Took it out my mouth. To an undefeated season. I mean, 
Yep. He's already sitting with 11 touchdown passes, 900 yards, no interceptions. So, And he's rushed for two touchdowns. All right. Trevor Lawrence would have been it, but he's out. I mean, is there anybody else just doing stupid, crazy things that I'm not aware of? Because generally it's going to go to someone in that upper echelon of, of programmings, programs that are in the top of the, of the country. I don't know if anybody else is doing stupid, crazy things, but in an abbreviated season, unfortunately, it skews to the big names because those are the guys you remember. And those are the only guys that I can think of off the top of my head who have been talked about enough to warrant a Heisman run. Um, and that's no disrespect to anybody from Notre Dame, no disrespect to anybody from Alabama, no disrespect to anybody from Cincinnati or BYU. But Justin Fields has been balling and Trevor Lawrence has been balling. And, and, like, those are – well, Clemson now is the marquee team, but, you know, whatever. But the the – the quarterback for the for the Ohio State Buckeyes for the past since Craig Krenzel has been a the marquee position in college football. Because every year, somebody except for Krenzel, every year whoever the quarterback is ends up going to the league or being in the Heisman race or one something. So yeah, I, it's it's got to be Fields right now in my opinion. All right, folks, let's move on. Let's talk about the next level. Let's talk some NFL. TheChairShot.com. Always use your head. are just under an hour and a half away from kickoff to Monday Night Football featuring the New England Patriots visiting the New York Jets. Not much to say. Too damn about, excited, bro. Yeah, nothing. Dial it down. Too excited. Not, not much to say. <laughs> I'm just telling the people where we're at as we're, as we're recording here. So that, um, we'll move on because there's not much to talk about at that game. I don't think Bill Belichick well, lets his got? team. I don't think Belichick lets got? his team lose. I think they'll even cover the nine and a half. Okay, fair enough. Same here. Same here. Let's talk about shout the- out to my boy Joe Flacco out there. Keep lose, keep getting them checks, big dog. Let's talk about some interesting storylines that we can take away from Week Nine. I had the Buffalo Bills beating Seattle. I kind of seen that coming. Buffalo's got a solid defense. Now, granted, they gave up thirty four points, but they had enough defense at the beginning of the game to get out to a really nice twenty four to ten lead at halftime. Josh Allen's the real deal. You know, another spectacular game for him. 400 yards, three passing touchdowns, a rushing touchdown again. They didn't run the ball very well, but when you give up that much on in the air like Seattle does, I mean, do you feel more confident in Buffalo now or do you feel less confident in Seattle now after this game? Neither. I feel like things happen the way they should happen. We've always, we've always known Seattle was a one-man show. And no diss to, they have great weapons, but like they go, Seattle is is so much like mid twenty tens Packers with Aaron Rodgers, that like he's so good that he overshadows all of their issues. We've known that this is not the Legion of Boom anymore. We've known that this their defense is not the same. Um, and also, it's good to see Josh Allen being consistent, 
but with all respect, his grandma died like a night or two before. So like this was one of those games where he put her on, he put her on his shoulders and like carried him through the game. I need to see more. The Bills, first and foremost, the Bills are disappointing to me because the Bills coming into the season were supposed to be what Baltimore and Pittsburgh are doing defensively. They were supposed to be the team defensively, and they're giving up 29, 30, 34 last night, yes, they are points a, a game. That's disappointing to me personally because trusting Josh Allen to go for four touchdowns and and what was what was he like, 20 for 30 years – Trusting him to do that and not turn over the ball, I don't know. Thirty-one. I don't know. Thirty-one to thirty-eight for four hundred and fifteen yards, three passing touchdowns and a rushing touchdown. But he's been doing that all year. I mean, he's thrown nineteen touchdowns and only five interceptions. You're you're right. He he might he might pull a Tannehill and and show us that we was wrong about him initially. But I got to see it. I got to see it in the playoffs. I got to see it when it matters. And we know what Russell can do. So I don't think we learned anything other than what we already knew. The Bills got to stay more consistent with Allen, and they got to get better defensively. And the Seahawks ain't doing nothing in the NFC until they can learn to not give up 40 points a game. It's hard to disagree with that. Let's talk about an interesting matchup and a team that has <laughs> as the Miami Dolphins, they got Ryan Fitzpatrick who just – turns that ship around I mean they were good at the end of last year too in my opinion and then they go well now we're going to Tua and he's only the fourth quarterback ever to come in and win his first two games as a starter I believe I mean it's crazy isn't it everybody everybody's this is the guy everybody fell in love with at Alabama right I mean if he's healthy he's going to be a top tier quarterback and it's crazy to see how many really good young quarterbacks there are because this was a fun game Miami is a good team and they beat a good Arizona team. And I'm looking forward to seeing more matchups with Tua and Kyler down the road because these are two very outstanding young NFL quarterbacks. So I'm going to make an allegory to something you know quite well. Are they treating him like Washington treated Steven Strasburg at the beginning of his career? Because we know Strasburg came into the league with major arm issues. There was questions, could he last 162 games? We're going to put him on pitch counts. We're not going to let him play the whole season for his first few for his first few years so he can get comfortable and adjust to the league because we need him in October. And as advertised, when he's, on the, when he's on the hill, there's not much better than Steven Strasburg. Then as advertised as well, he's going to miss a season or two. He's going to miss 30, 60 games or so. Every, every other year. My fear with Tua is he's doing the things that most of us who watched him knew he could and would do, but is it worth it to have this now? Do they really think they can make that much of a run this year to warrant him doing that when you have a quarterback who was doing just as well and and just as well without any injury issues who you know could be gone at any time? Because we knew he could do this. But what if he gets what if he gets blindsided one more time and he gets hurt? What if something happens in his first year when you could have allowed yourself and your team to get better? They need a right tackle. And the right tackle, this is blindside. He's been playing great so far, but we and you know he's got a lot of Deshaun in him and that he wants to hold the shit out of the ball to extend the play. 
I'm happy for my man's success. The game was great, but I'm really concerned. Is this like fool's gold right now? Is what I'm saying. I, I disagree with you. I think the Miami Dolphins as an organization, first thing they did is they said, okay, once we can get him into camp, we first start and go with the physical. And when he's 100%, we know he's good. I think they've known that for a long time. I think he's been 100% even when they were in training camp with him because of what okay. this is just this is just my thought and i think once they knew that i think they knew well we're not going to throw him to the wolves right away because you know you need to learn the nfl right and he had a really good he's got a really good head coach and he was playing behind a very very smart quarterback as well and ryan fitzpatrick i think they knew that after that bye i think they knew early early in the season after that bye Tua was going to be their guy i i think once they knew the physical part was there and he looks fine once he's healthy what are you going to wait for i mean it, it it that doesn't make any sense to me like there shouldn't be a pitch count you're ready to go you're healthy you're the quarterback go out there be smart don't take hits right he's kind of like kyler murray have you seen kyler murray take a really big hit yet these guys no they, but they, kyler murray came into the league we they, knew he was a scrambler we knew he's a mover so is two was not the same guy two is a pocket I, passer Nah, he's he can still pass. move around, though. He's still very mobile. He's still very quick. He's still smart enough to get rid of sure, the ball. Sure, but there's moving around in the pocket, and then there's a scrambler. You're going to make me look up his stats in college? <laughs> Please do. Please do. I watch, Look, I live in the South. I had no choice but to watch all them damn Alabama games every Saturday night. <laughs> that man was sitting in the pocket. And sling it around. Well, he had seven. I'm, I'm not saying he had seven I'm a, carries for 35 yards on Sunday, so he's looking pretty good. No, you're right. He again, he has balled out. Nothing taken away from the man, and I think he'll be. He's. I think he'll be an MVP candidate. He's that good. I'm just terrified for his health, man. This is an investment, bro. You don't want Tua for three years. You want him for 12. Let me run down a couple of games of insignificance. Atlanta taking care of business at home against Denver. Houston goes into Jacksonville, gets a victory against Luton, the second-string quarterback. I don't even Luton, whatever. I don't know, whatever. Detroit blocks. Can I say something real quick? Yeah. Say game real quick. I'm sorry, real quick. First and foremost, I don't know what it is about Jacksonville to find these rookies that can go out and play. Because Minshew played well last year. My man Luton played well this year. Oh, why the? F- can I cuss? Is it okay? I fucking hope so. Why the fuck is Colin Kaepernick not the starting quarterback of the damn Jacksonville Jaguars? Because uh, they don't want to win. They don't want to win, and I don't. They don't want to win, and I don't think Colin Kaepernick really wants to come back to the NFL anymore either. But that's a subject. That's a that's a discussion for another day. Fair enough. Fair enough. Uh, Detroit blocks two punts and still can't beat Minnesota. Dalvin Cook looks like the greatest running back in the history of the NFL for two weeks now since he's been back, and I'm glad he's on my fantasy football yep. team. Christian McCaffrey returns. Carolina gives Case Kansas City a much better game than people thought, except for me. I had picked the Carolina plus the 10, if you pay attention, at PC Tunney. But Patrick Mahomes does shout Patrick. Out to, shout out to Teddy. Patrick Mahomes does Patrick Mahomes things. Teddy Bridgewater had a good game. Uh, McCaffrey is questionable now with a shoulder injury. I also have him on my fantasy football team. So it's been that kind of year, folks. Uh, Tennessee <laughs> hangs on and, and, and beats Chicago after being up early 24-17. Giants take Hi, off. Patrick. Yeah, you loser. Uh, <laughs> I know I love you, Patrick. Um, Giants with a victory at Washington. Nobody really cares. 
Vegas. No, no, you gotta talk about Kyle Allen, bro. That's a big. That's a big situation. He's out. Yeah, I mean Kyle Allen got Alex Smith and then replaced by Alex Smith. Yeah. Boy, I tell you, football guys hate Washington, dog. Dwayne Haskins <laughs> will be back in there before you know it. Vegas improves to five and three with the victory at the Chargers. The Chargers, I feel like you feel like they're onto something, right? They're missing some key people on defense. Um, I know what one their best defensive back was out for the year. Uh, I think they're missing. Obviously, their running back. But Justin Herbert might end up being the best quarterback in this draft, to be honest with you. I'm a Joe Burrow guy, but he's fantastic. But you know what he is? He is the heir apparent, to true heir apparent to Phillip Rivers, who is destined for his entire career to go 7-9 and lose nine games by, by five or less points. This is the San Diego L.A. Chargers way. This is, this, in, fact, in fact, I'm going to go further. I have spoken. Pittsburgh almost uh, stepped on their dicks and lost to Dallas and a fifth-string quarterback, but they didn't, and they're 8-0, and kudos to them. The last nine teams to go 8-0 did not win the Super Bowl. Baltimore. Oh God. Come, come, through, come through with that stat. Say it again. The Say last again for me. nine teams to start the season 8-0 did not win the Super Bowl. Give me hope, bro. Give me hope. Baltimore Ravens' defense looked pretty good on the road, holding Indianapolis to 10 points. Still wondering about that passing game. Can we get Des Bryant some uh, routes, some plays? I mean, he can't be any worse for your passing game than what the fuck you have going on now. Can he get more than one paycheck? Like, can, can he get paid a couple weeks before he gets catches? Get his ass out there. <laughs> I picked him up for fantasy football. I want to see what he's got. He ain't played in three years, and he, he practiced for one week. Give my man some time to get in the offense. It's not like he's a fucking and, lineman or on defense. He's not like he has to worry about it. Just, hey, holy shit, we're running three wide here, and the slot guy, he's just going to run straight down the field no matter what the fucking coverage is. Let's see how many people they send with Des Bryant when he's on the field. They're going to send they're gonna send a linebacker with his ass because Des Bryant, big as hell now. Um, and for the record, this is coming from a Ravens fan. Hollywood Brown, shut the fuck up or perform. Simple as that. Wow. Simple as that. You want to complain? Go. You have a right to complain. Ball out when you get the ball in your hands. You didn't do that, so shut up now. Thursday night, the Packers went to San Francisco and took care of business after a poor showing against Minnesota the week before. And last but not least, another game that I picked. The Saints <laughs> plus four on the road. They didn't need plus four. They could have given 34 and a half and you would have been a winner. Domination. When Tampa Bay, or I should say, when Tom Brady gets pressured, he doesn't have a chance. When you run the ball five, a, a league history low five times, your team doesn't have a chance. Can, can I tell you how my friends are haters? So if, you, if you're a listener of the show, you remember that both my compatriots, Mr. Tony and Mr. Platt, didn't think the Bucks would have a good season. And I was the sole one who said, no, the Bucks are going to go 12-4 and four or something to the order. They might win a division, but they're going to be a really good team. I remind my friends of this as they go 6-2, and two, but they lose this game, and all of a sudden, no, oh, what about those Bucks, man? Okay, all right. 6-3, and three, I don't have much to worry about. Bad games happen, bro. People get blown out every day. The only thing I can say for Tampa Bay is that the last four games of their schedule is not very daunting. But I'll tell you right now, 
if Christian McCaffrey, it doesn't look good. It looks like he's going to be out again. But if Christian McCaffrey is not out and he's fine and it's just a little pain and there's no nothing wrong with that shoulder, they got to go and play a very good Carolina team when they're healthy. Okay. You right about that. Then yeah. they got the Rams. Then they got the Chiefs. So this six and three Tampa Bay team could easily be six and six. They come back after the bye week against the Vikings team, which looks a lot more like the Vikings team we thought they were going to be this year the past couple weeks. But they do finish Falcons, Lions, Falcons. So I think it's going to be a difficult task for them not to get to at least 9-7. and seven. I predicted them to be 8-8. Eight and eight. I also picked the Saints to win this division. And I'm pretty darn sure the Saints have won their last five straight games. Well, they, they really wanted to, to possibly give away the season with the Michael Thomas situation. Good to see he's back. And again, asserting himself as the best receiver in the league. So... How about Taysom Hill's game? Um, Look, listen to this. Listen to this stat line for Taysom Hill: two for two for forty-eight yards passing, one catch for twenty-one yards, and seven carries for fifty-four yards. So, can I can I tell you a Taysom Hill stat that made me laugh? Sure. So, um, my main my main league in fantasy is ESPN. I play ESPN leagues. I have two ESPN leagues, one Yahoo league. And um, so I traded away my backup running back, Hunter Henry, and my start for me this week. I go into the tight end pool, and I, 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 I signed or picked up Jerry Cook. Cool. You know who's listed as a tight end? Yeah, Taysom Hill. In fantasy purposes? Taysom Hill. It's crazy, isn't it? Do you want to know what I <laughs> do? You want to know what I do on Madden? I go. I trade for Taysom Hill, and I turn his his um. I, I turn it from QB his position from QB to tight end, and I play him as backup tight end and fullback. That way, he can run the ball. He can, and he can go out for routes. So basically, you tr- you treat him when you trade for him like the Saints actually treat him. Yeah. Well done. Yeah, he'd be like my third string quarterback because the whoever I have for him, the third string there would be just minimal pay and he'd be better than that but. and and shout out to Jameis getting some run because you know they get they were beating their ass so bad Jameis got some run stop the eating the W dog we get it bro just but stop it it's, it's like not funny at this point it's pretty sad alright let's play a quick game here before we move on and talk some NBA action yeah well you know that's just like uh, your opinion man right now as we sit about an hour, a little over an hour away from the kickoff of Monday Night Football, Patriots and Jets. Week nine. We're pretty much at the midpoint. Monday of the... Night Football, trash versus trash. Yeah, that happens. Right now, we're pretty much in the middle of the season. Who's the best team in the AFC? Who's your best team in the NFC? Oh, God. Don't make me say this, bro. Don't make me say Are you this. starting in the AFC? Um, I'll start in the AFC. I but, still say the Chiefs are the best team in the AFC. I think they're better than the Steelers. The Chiefs are, are better than the Steelers, but I subscribe to the Bill Parcells school of you are what your record says you are. And unfortunately, the Steelers... Yeah. So, <laughs> uh, they're undefeated, damn it. Um, but... 
Pat Mahomes, bro, that that that's something up with that dude, bro. That we have not seen a human being like Pat Mahomes in this league. And you and you live in the city with Aaron Rodgers. So uh, it's basically you took yeah. you took the best of Brett Favre and the best of Aaron Rodgers and you put them together and you turned into into Patrick Mahomes. You know what I like? To, you know that's that's the perfect analogy. You know how I like to look at it as? If you gave Warren Moon uh, Steve Young's um, uh, uh, maneuverability, or just put those, those two together, that's pretty close to. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm yeah. huge, huge Warren Moon fan. Love the Oilers. I had the Oilers Apex jacket in grade school and everything. That's what's up. Forget that start over pullover shit. Well, I want to zip mine up and down. <laughs> I'm, I'm a hoodie guy, but uh, the pullovers were dope though. The, they were. Yeah, and, and anything started back in the day was golden. Like if you had a starter jacket, right? Yeah, you 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 knew your mom and your dad had a little cash. <laughs> <laughs> All right, number one team in the NFC. I'm going to give it to the Saints. I know the Packers beat them, but I think the Saints, they found a way to put pressure on Brady. The Packers didn't. Uh, You know, the Packers lost to Minnesota. I I don't know. That's kind of like the Saints losing to Vegas, I would suppose. But overall, I think that the Saints have better receivers. I'd say the running game is about the same, and I'd say they have a little bit better defense than the Packers. So I would say if I'm talking about who would win an NFC championship game, I would say whoever's at home, but at this point in time, I would have the Saints, the Packers, and the Seahawks. So my number one team in the NFC is the Saints. I'd I'd like to remind you that Vegas is five and three and going to the playoffs if the season ended right now. So that's not a bad loss. Um, both teams are six and two, correct? Vikings will make the playoffs. I bet you, if they go to eight teams. Okay. If they go to eight teams. Okay. Okay, that's. I mean, that's fair. That's another thing that's on hard. the table. That's another thing that's on the table, just so everybody knows. They might be voting this thing to go to eight playoff teams this year, and they already expanded it to seven. Yeah, no, that's a no. I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't like messing with the season in the season. Before the season, cool. Give them, give people a chance to get comfortable with it, get prepared for it. But after this, in the season, I don't like that. But I mean, we are in the all together, everybody, unprecedented times. Um, to answer your question, I would go with the Saints as well because when it comes down to it, I trust the Saints organization right now a little more than the Packers. The defense is a little better in New Orleans. Devontae Adams is a beast, but Devontae Adams is playing out there with him and Aaron Jones and nobody else. Whereas you can name four or five deep on the Saints that can go. We just spent a whole two, three minutes talking about their third-string quarterback who could be a backup tight end on any team right now. Um, the question comes down to can Drew Brees hold up for 16 games? I don't know that. So we'll talk about that later on in the season. As of eight games, I got the Saints. All right, folks, we will be right back. This is your boy, Kenny Killer, telling you to make sure you check out thecheshire.com, bringing you breaking news, interviews, podcasts galore, everything pro wrestling. Make sure you check it out, thecheshire.com. TheChairShot.com. Always use your head.
little bit of NBA news for you all there in three-man weave listenership world. A um, couple things to note. November 18th is the NFL draft, and I know that they want free agency. NBA draft. I'm sorry. November 18th is the NBA draft. Thanks for catching me there. And I know they want to get the free agents into their cities by December 1st. So imagine free agency period is going to be sometime between the 19th and the 30th of November. I would imagine they probably start Friday. The draft is next Wednesday. Um, Yeah, that's right. The draft is next Wednesday. I would bet you free agency would start two days after that. Maybe even the next day. What do you think? They got to if if what the news is that we're going to talk about is happening, you you got to do something. Well, what are your thoughts? The big news is now that I've set up the way the rest of their you know off season schedule is going to go leading up to is that December twenty second will be opening day for the NBA and you will have those uh, those quartet or quintuple header uh, on Christmas Christmas, Christmas Day. I think it is egregiously capitalistic. I think that everybody and their mama has gone on record speaking about how of all of the sports leagues, the NBA did and handled the pandemic by far the best. Give them commendations, right? Even if you are of the ilk that don't like the social justice that they tried to embark in the bubble, just the fact that they were able to get that done in three months, no issues, no COVID test, no COVID positive COVID tests, great basketball every night. You have to give them all the credit in the world. So to go back literally two months later and say, nah, son, we're not done next season. I understand the point of wanting to get this season over with so we can get back to normal in 2021, 2022. And I get that. And I actually appreciate that because that makes it better for even for all the fans. But, yo, why don't you just do an ex- There's So they said gonna be, there's going to be no All-Star weekend. Do All-Star on Christmas. And then let it start in February like the, like the players wanted to so they can actually have a rest. Because right now, you are going to cause so many of these players and teams to have a whole bunch of injuries between December and January. Because there's no real time for training camp. There's no real time for rest. There's no real time to get players acclimated to new systems. Is is just, this is what happens when money rules the day. Yeah, I, well, it is all about the money, A, correct? B, they're losing a lot of money if they don't start on Christmas Day. Uh, lastly, the Olympics being at the end of this season is another thing that goes with it. I'm not justifying it and saying it's right or wrong. I know they're not going to play 82 games. I know that they're not going to do an all-star weekend. I heard that they're going to do some kind of... They, they keep pushing some kind of tournament, mid-season tournament, on, into this league. And I don't, as a fan, really appreciate it. This, to me, this isn't soccer or, or any other basketball league around the world. This is the NBA... You play a regular season, teams qualify for the postseason, and you play the postseason. I don't, I don't get the significance of that. It's almost like Survivor Series, Raw versus SmackDown, because when we tune into Raw the Monday after Survivor Series, no one's going to give a flying fuck who beat who from Raw or SmackDown. So I feel where you're coming from, and I am with you on this year because this year doesn't need any extra 
bells and whistles. But I appreciate the wanting to do the tournament for this one reason. While All-Star Weekend is fun to people like you and me, I'd imagine, to a lot of people, to advertisers, to a lot of wrestling basketball purists and things like that, they hate it because it's so much, it's it's not competitive. There's no competition to it. There's they tried nice. to make it competitive with what happened to, with the Kobe situation and how they flipped it. But so using the tournament was, and this is a Bill Simmons idea for the record. Bill Simmons is the person that brought this together. It's just a way to make things kind of interesting and, and competitive. So I'm saying it's I don't know how much I feel about it. I'm saying I'm not interested. <laughs> it depends on how you. It depends on how you sell me. You know, it it really depends on how you sell me. What if so? Okay, flip it for you. What if they change the order of what if they change playoffs, and they said, you know what, no more top eight from west, top eight from the east, top fifteen team make it, and whoever wins the the tournament is the sixteenth seed, and we'll seed you from one to sixteen. Would you be interested then? No. Okay. Never mind then. Because carry on. Then then get rid of the then then get rid of get rid of the East and the West then and get rid of the divisions and just have thirty teams and just have a different a, 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 a equal schedule because otherwise you're 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 you you could you could say that the West was better 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 but. You don't know that because the East is playing against itself more, right? I mean, maybe it isn't. Maybe it is. It just, if you're not going to make the schedule the same for everybody, you can't just pick the top equally. Does that make sense? It, it doesn't, to me, it doesn't, it doesn't match up in my brain. Then there should be a different scheduling priority. It doesn't have, it's, it, doesn't, it doesn't have full integrity. I completely agree with you. But that's just one of the ideas that they had. Um, I don't think they need to tweak. The NBA is one of the – the NBA may be the most perfect league. In, well, I think football, 16 games is perfect. But, I mean, like, the NBA is don't need, doesn't need much tweaking, I don't think. I still think they should Find a way have... to make the All-Star game more competitive and then keep it moving. That's all we want. I don't really care if that game is more competitive. I, it's a spectacle. You, I, I tune in for All Star Saturday night. That's what a weekend is for me. And and maybe your guy from your hometown wins the All Star game MVP. Who really cares who wins that game either? I mean, I didn't like the fact that they, that in baseball, why they put fucking uh, consequences to their playoffs and things of that nature into these games that don't mean a damn thing. It, who cares? Then don't then don't be a sponsor. Then sponsor All Star Saturday night, right? I mean, that's. That's my thing. The NBA game has always been about watching the best players go out there and just have a little bit of fun. You shouldn't have to wait until, you know, and it's up to the guys that are on the court to have an entertaining, uh, uh, you know, competitive matchup in the fourth quarter if they want to. We've seen that in the past. I, I just think there's so many things that aren't broken that they're trying to fix, and I don't, I don't like it. Stop making things change, Ray. That, look, that's fair. I will say this, and I'm done with the answer to this. You're right, and I feel I thought most fans agree with you, but from everything that apparently the the data that the NBA is getting, that's the case. That's not the case. The NBA wants the most NBA fans want a more competitive All Star game, and if you look at last year's All Star game versus the past three or four, last year's was fantastic. Well, let me tell you, the <clears throat> conference finals and the finals are more like All Star games than they have been in the past because you got four or five all-stars on those teams now you guys start with two or three guys on your team already they're all-stars so there you go 
Yeah, this is old man Tony. Get off my fucking lawn, NBA. There you go. I, I can't wait for it to come back. I'm a fan. But don't change it. Don't give me this horse shit. Just fucking play. It's worked for so long. Look how much money you're making. Look yeah. how much money your fucking players make more than any other professional athlete that has a season in the world. Um. So, great conversation. Talk about the real conversation. Is John just signing the Supermax? I don't know. Too soon? I don't know. Too I soon? Hope, I hope so. We're going to find out, aren't we? We're going to find out by December 1st. Probably. <laughs> yes, sir. Probably. I don't know. Probably, I don't know. I'm 50-50. Why do you have to ask me that, asshole? <laughs> I, I wanted to be mean. I'm sorry. I, the, that I'm that, that, that was the spirit of Christmas. You know what? The Steelers, that, are, that, the Steelers are the best team in the AFC. They're the best goddamn team I've seen in a long... No, I'm just kidding. I can't even say that with a straight face. They're good, but they're not... Yeah, I. You're right. It's it's. If the NBA wants to do something and start that day, then then for this one year only, I'll tell you what. If you go down from 82, because they're talking about 74 games or something like that, go down from 82 games, yeah. go down to 60 games, and then have I'm with it, and then have your tournament in the in, at the end or in the middle or however you want to work it in there, so that not everybody that some of the better teams aren't resting too long, and just for one season. Right, because it will allow you to catch back up. Because you're gonna have a lot of really good players, whether or not they're the top guys or whether or not it is, they're gonna play in the Olympics too. So you say that, I feel like this might be the year we go back to kinda you know how things were before the dream team were like, Yeah, we put we some immatures. They're not gonna send college players, but like I don't know that Braun and and you know, and well just like Giannis can't go and Harden yeah, you know, but, I don't know if they're going to go. Yeah, they could still send a second-tier level of players over there to win that. Well, that's that's that's, that's the next question, because we did that in 96. What is that caused the Redeem team? Right. And they got that. Was, no, 2000, and but they lost bad. They didn't lose because of a lack of talent. Lack of talent, no, but a lack of cohesion and the fact that you can't just beat the the world because oh we better it this you know what it is it's going to be easier to be cohesive when you have the second tier of superstars on this team they have smaller egos we thought that 2000 and that wasn't the case no i think that was a poorly run program that year it was but also again they it's it's a bunch of things but i think that it used to be that you could you could go to the Y, and because you played some basketball back in the day, you could just beat up on anybody that was in that was in, the, in there now. But now these kids in the Y play Y basketball for real, and they're competitive, and you can't just go beat them anymore, just because you're better. And that's what the, that's what the rest of the world is right now. So I don't know, bro. It's a good, it's a, it's an interesting conversation. But I know there ain't no way in hell. Thirty-seven year old LeBron coming off a championship in the bubble, coming back to play within two months. Probably going to another championship, at least in the finals. Gonna go <laughs> and say, "Nah, son, I'm gonna go ahead and go play in the Olympics too in Tokyo." Like, no, dog, I oh, don't see I'm it not, happening. No, but they don't need LeBron. They don't need him, no. But you know, I, okay. So then, here, I'll so make, then we're talking. I'll, here, I'll tell you why. I'll tell you why. It why it, it why it doesn't matter anymore is because that already happened. They already went and embarrassed themselves. They already know, right? So they're plenty talented to have the, instead of having 1 through 15 there, they're plenty talented of having 
any of the NBA guys that make up a really good basketball team that are in the 25 to 50 range on the 50 most talented NBA players. And you can easily get a very good 12-man squad to go over to the Olympics, be motivated, play well, and win easy out of the 25th to 50th best players in the NBA that are American. I don't think so anymore. The way I that think, program is run, I, com- I disagree with you wholeheartedly. Oh well, that okay. So we have a good conversation to hold up to, especially thinking about in the, in the, in the when the uh, summer comes. Cause I gotta remember teams, what I said until the, summer. So yeah, well, I was, right. <laughs> we might not have a damn summer. Best for twenty twenty. So yeah, good point. Even, I just twenty twenty is never gonna end. We're not even gonna get to twenty twenty one. It's gonna be like Groundhog yeah, fair, Year. Fair. Groundhog Year. Happy New Time. <laughs> seven, four, two. One, and then it decided it, it, it said 2021, but then it, then you just wake up on it, it's 2020 again, all over again. We wake up and we hear on the news. So there's a new thing in the in the news. Of this coronavirus is starting to flare up. No, and I make the joke again, getting up and listening to the news that first day. Yeah, I had that last time I was in Mexico. I drank too many Coronas. <laughs> oh, man. Fantastic. All right. That was a really good conversation. It's always nice to get on here and see us disagreeing more than agreeing because that just means there's good things going on in the sporting world and there's great stuff to talk about. So I am thrilled with that. All right, folks. One more commercial break. We got our last topic. Ray and I are both really psyched and looking forward to this weekend. Sierra Hotel. India. Echo. Lima. Delta. Shield. Hey folks, listen up, PC Tony here. Thanks to our new partnership with Angry Lemonade, you can save 10% on physical products and digital commissions using the promo code CHAIRSHOT. Head to angrylemonade.net to check out their amazing catalog of products and services. Use the promo code CHAIRSHOT to save 10%. That's angrylemonade.net. Pins, stickers, illustrations. Angrylemonade.net. This is my yard now. Thechairshot.com. Always use your head. All right, folks, while you're listening to this podcast, as we're getting into the final topic of this evening, click on that internet browser, head on over to prowrestlingtees.com forward slash the chair shot, make yourself look more aesthetically pleasing. You've already visited the chairshot.com, but if you're listening on some kind of podcasting uh, device, then head over to the chairshot.com. Sports, entertainment, and sports entertainment. There's something for everybody. TheChairShot.com. Always use your head. exactly what i wanted it to be folks at no point in time did jim nance say hello friends there hello friends we're talking about the masters 
they're just I'm just gonna leave that in there. I don't even care. It was just some weird music that had nothing to do with the masters and it and it just showed them opening the gates to Augusta. I apologize, folks. I was really hoping it, it was it was it was it was labeled Jim Nance Hello Friends. I don't know what the fuck happened there. It is that's that's quite three man weave esque for that <laughs> shit not to work like it should have worked. <laughs> Nonetheless, we will be hearing the sultry tones of Jim Nance. In addition, we're going to get coverage on ESPN. It, it's going to be great. If you have ESPN Plus, you're going to be able to watch more coverage before their, I think it's one Eastern start. Um, it's going to be dark earlier, so it's not April. It's November. The clocks have changed. Let's talk about the golf, though. I, I I don't know how this course could play differently due to the time of year. I've seen that it was 80 degrees yesterday in Augusta. I mean, granted, it does get pretty warm sometimes there when they play in April. So it might be a little bit more temperate. But I don't know. I've always said this, and obviously the one thing you talk about whenever you talk about golf, and even the Masters, Tiger Woods, he can actually tie Jack Nicklaus for six green jackets this year and even before he won last year i've always said if there's any one major he's going to win it's going to be the masters at augusta he knows the course so well and that has more to do with any other event and course here Mm -hmm. agreed um the masters kind of was is the major he, he made a stamp on um but so i just looked up the masters odds Oh, did you go to um, you on CBS? That do what? What are you on CBS? CBS, yes, sir. Go ahead. I got it so right, right, right in front of me. Right in front of me. Uh, if you if you if you want to speak on some of this, that's fine. But you know the thing I find interesting is the world's number one is not the number one best odds. Dustin Johnson is the world's number one right now, and he has the second best odds going into this. Bryson DeChambeau, the U.S. Open winner has the best odds going into this. I find that interesting. Yeah, but DJ's coming off of, I believe he was on a break from COVID. I think he had COVID. I, I would say John Rahm is the favorite, in my opinion. That would be my pick to win this tournament. Okay. Him and Justin Thomas are right in their wheelhouse here. I would make those two my betting favorites. I see DeChambeau and DJ up there. All, both very good. Sometimes the Bombers don't play especially great at Augusta, but you never know. Those two guys no. are very talented. To me, it's that next three guys. Rom, Thomas, and McElroy, right? I feel like Rory, Rory is due. It's been a while since Rory won a Rory won a major, Correct. so I feel like he's due. And he's never won at Augusta. Uh, as you move down that list I, and get past, like Xander Schauffele is a guy. Brooks Kepka, you never can count him out. Matsuyama, right? Finau, Bubba Watson, two-time uh, champion at Augusta. Morikawa won the PGA this year. Jason Day is a player that has a game that goes to any course. And then you're getting down to yep. Webb Simpson, Matt Wolf. There's Tiger Woods at 35 to one, and right behind him, Jordan Spieth, who hasn't been playing well uh, the last year and a half or so, uh, in, in accordance with how he started his career at 40 to one. What do you see that second sure. set of guys? I mean, and how do you feel Tiger being 35 to one? You think that's appropriate? I don't think it's appropriate because Tiger hasn't proved anything on the court. So you to think be it should be well, longer but... shot? I think he should be a longer shot because if we're keeping it a buck, go further down. Uh, where is my guy? Um, I feel is like at 
eighty to one. Eighty to one, right? right? Phil hasn't Ricky played. Ricky Fowler's at sixty-six. You know, go ahead. Say what you're gonna say. I'm sorry. I don't think Phil has played that well at the Masters in a while. A lot of this has to do with, you know, the average of, of their first win at Augusta would be your sixth start, right? And a lot of these guys have been starting there for so long. You're like, it, it's probably it'd be it'd be the it'd be the latest in their career at the Masters to get their first win, right? It, it sounds like something that's sure. really weird, but you either figure it out in the first five, six, seven years. Or you generally don't figure out Augusta. Uh, Sergio Sergio Garcia has played in 84 straight majors. One Augusta three years ago. I think it was Woods, Patrick Reed, and then Sergio the year before. His only major. Tested positive for COVID. Who's going to miss his first major in 84 majors. And it's at wow. a tournament that he can still win in Augusta. Wow. Um... Just, I just want to name some of these names. That's 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 terrible. Name some of these names as after Tiger, just in the just in the odds. And this doesn't mean anything. This ultimately, but Spieth is forty to one. Adam Scott is forty to one. Louis Oosthuizen. I, I never said that right. Fifty to one. Louis Louis Oosthuizen. Oosthuizen. Thank you, thank you. Because he's South African, right? Yep. Yeah. Justin Rose is at fifty to one. Justin Rose. Ricky Fowler sixty six sixty six to one. Like, these are people who are more often in tournaments, especially majors, than Tiger has recently. Now, Tiger has the game that is custom-made for Augusta. You have pointed out and mentioned that. The question is, and again, I, I'm, I am always going to have a rooting interest and a soft spot in my heart for Tiger. I want to see him win another green jacket. I want to see him catch and pass Jack Nicholas. But I just don't know that we should build ourselves up to have any expectations for him at this point. I just don't think so. I do. I do at Augusta. I mean, I don't. I'd be shocked if Tiger ever won a U.S. Open or a PGA Championship again. Because to me, to me, well, they set those. Both those events up the same way now. They never used to do that. Like PGA Championship to me is just another U.S. Open. You know, they they almost run their. It used to be different. It used to be a little more shot making, and you'd see a little more scoring at the PGA. That's a topic for another time. My point is that I still think I'd be shocked if he won either one of those two majors. I wouldn't be shocked if he won a British Open at a course he knew and played well at. Like Tiger's, Absolutely. you look at Tiger's British wins. He's like never in the bunkers. It's it, it's not necessarily his game. It's his mental game where he knows Augusta. He knows some of those some of those like St Andrews and 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 things of that nature in Great Britain. He knows those courses better, and he's smarter at using what he has to win those tournaments. And plus, there's the Tiger effect. If it's Sunday and he's close to the top of the leaderboard, you've seen what happened last year at Augusta. They failed down the stretch. Look what happened to Molinari, right? That was just one year ago. Now, is Tiger sharp enough? He's been playing enough? I don't know. Do we have those questions when he came into Augusta last year? I believe so. No, we did. <laughs> we did, and we didn't care. You're right. Good point. Right. So I think the last thing I'll say on this is I've rooted in, for Tiger Woods more than I have any other thing, including the Green Bay Packers. Um, I, I love nothing more than when Tiger is in the hunt on a Sunday. I love no, I, I, 
I live tweeted his entire final round last year. If you want to go back at PC Tunney, um, I, I just love the guy as a competitor, and I love watching him on the golf course. And I can't wait. I can't wait. Absolutely can't wait. Same here. I just hope we're not disappointed Friday night when he doesn't make the cut. All right, that's enough for you. <laughs> I'm just saying. Oh, so ahead. who you? No, no, your pick. All right. Well, I was gonna say, why don't we do? Why don't we do two things? Let's uh, let's let's pick a guy that's. Uh, well, let's break it down like this. You still got the odds up? Yes, I do. All right. The first page of odds will go. Patrick Reed and up. So twenty-eight to one or better. Who do you think has the best finish out of all of those guys? I like your pick of John Ram, but I I feel like. Even though Augusta isn't a, Rory is a boomer. Rory is a guy that's gonna blast it 350 yards off the tee. And this isn't the type of, of 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 course that breeds to that. This is more like you said, more of a shot making course. But I feel like he's overdue. And a lot of the times, these masters, you'll see someone who's overdue pop up out of nowhere and end up winning it. So I'm I'm gonna say Rory. I'm gonna stick with that John Rahm pick i if i had to actually not just going by what we're doing here and kind of picking three different spots of where guys are in the field here i would take john Rahm to win this tournament he is he is currently the best player to not yet have won a major uh justin thomas would be close second for me picking there all right between colin marikawa at 30 to 1 and then down to sunjay im at 66 to 1 who do you see having the best finish out of those gentlemen Ooh. That's a little bit bigger group. Morikawa, Day, Simpson, Wolf, Wood, Speed, Scott, Fleetwood, Scheffler, Oosthuizen, Rose, Paul Casey, Matthew Fitzpatrick, Shane Lowry, Ricky Fowler, Sanjay M. I like Speed. I mean, if he can Spieth get Speed to Rose is yeah. the, the two guys I think that I'm looking for, looking at. If he can get his putting together, definitely. Ustaisen's a guy to watch out for. He's another one of these guys that just play Augusta really well. But fantastic I'm gonna, putter. I'm gonna say I'm gonna say Colin Morikawa. He won the PGA Championship. He played great there. It seemed like he was a little burnt out after. It didn't necessarily play well at the Open. I think he gets his form back. I can see easily a top ten for Morikawa this weekend. Now we got a little bit of the longer odds. Some two really good young players in Cameron Champ and Cameron Smith. You got Jason Kokrak, you got Mickelson there. Abraham Answer has been uh, playing very well the last year and a half. Lee Westwood is always a guy who can turn it on. He has the skills, although he is in his 40s. Molinari, obviously, he might have had, should have won the tournament last year. Uh, Gary Woodland is a guy mm-hmm. who hits the ball long and straight. And Ian Poulter always seems to be in the mix, at least for the first couple days at Augusta. I, I mean, I'll give you a pick here. First, I like Abraham Answer, the way he's been playing. I would say easily top 20 for him this weekend. You're going with Phil, aren't you? you I can see it. This is where I say to your – I'm not. I'm okay. not because I don't think <laughs> Phil makes the cut. Okay. Um, be honest with you, I don't think he makes the cut. He's right. been – more recently he hasn't been playing competitive golf. It's, it's been more skins games and stuff like that from everything I've seen. Again, I say to you, this is more your expertise than mine. Um, uh, so – the answer pick, that's cool. I'm going to pick two guys, the two guys you mentioned, because uh, nobody's going to win from this, from, I don't think, from that group. But um, Molinari and Poulter, I think, have the best chance to make it 
on Sunday and be relevant. There you have it. Well, we'll be watching. That's for sure. Um, and hopefully Tiger Woods is in the hunt on Sunday. So any other... Just at least he's in the hunt. Right. Right. That's all I ask. Well, then if that's the case, then I'll ask him for him to win. But that, that'll be Sunday. <laughs> any other sporting thoughts before we get the hell out of here, Ray? Two interesting things of note, um, news-wise. I feel like I'm stat boy from PTI. Um, Jimmy Johnson has come out of retirement, and he's going to start running IndyCar. That's interesting. Um, and the Amanda Nunes fight is off. Really? Speaking... Next month or at the end of this month, whichever, whenever it is. And speaking of racing, uh, Chase Elliott won NASCAR's uh, championship this year. Son of former champion. Youngest ever. From a, from a, yeah, former champion Bill Elliott. So, third youngest ever. Is he twenty four? That's they've been younger. When is it? Jeff oh, Gordon okay. was younger than him, and I forget. And someone else is younger than Jeff Gordon. Okay. But I'm proud that I, I knew all that because I'm not much of a racing fan as I used to be in the early two thousands. So. Fair, fair enough. I am interested to see what the year in twenty twenty one has for NASCAR with all of the changes that they've had to embark upon this year. It's going to be interesting to see. They have my eye and my, my interest more than any time in history going into 2021. So what they do with it is what they want to do with it. The way that they come off as an organization and how they are portrayed or how they portray themselves according to how people should act towards one another, that is first and foremost priority on their list. A secondary priority to me as far as them becoming having fans again that stay interested and stay with the sport is it's too complicated now there's three parts to a race who wins the race how many people make this make that uh somebody harvick won nine races and he didn't even make to the final four this year that doesn't make any sense to me it's it's another one of those things yeah. where they started losing fans and it had nothing to do with their format so they changed the four they like it's like well my toaster doesn't work Okay, well, maybe I need a new bathtub. That's not that's not how that works, right? Okay, so that's that's my that's my rant for the day. Old man Tunney hating on analytics again. Oh man, three man <laughs> weave. We gotta put old man Tunney. Is that gonna be the? That's gonna be get off my lawn. Three man weave. Get off my lawn. Get off my lawn. Let's do it. All right, folks. My name is PC Tunney. You can follow me at PC Tunney. You can check this show out at three underscore man weave listen to pot is war listen to dwi podcast listen to outsider's edge bandwagon nerds a winner is you greg demarco show the hashtag miranda show Stephen mitchell steve cook great writers among others the chairshot.com pro forward slash the chair shot ray and it's ray cash ray is in mysterio c-a-s-h as in dollars badlands another one you forgot to mention uh, yeah, five we got everything, yeah. bro. And the five rounds. We class. we we deep, five rounds. We deep in this the thing, women, bro. The women's wrestling podcast. Yes, I'm throwing up them signs right now because we deep in it. <laughs> Chair shot, gang, baby, <laughs> gang, gang. <laughs> oh man! Oh, shout out to Chris Platt at the real C Platt. He'll be back, hopefully next week. Yeah, we'll see. Got to kick that uh, cat, uh, but cat yeah, nip, kick that catnip addiction. All right, folks. Hey, addiction is real, people. Yeah, we hope you're we hope you're addicted to this show because I got game and Ray got game, we got game, he got game.
Yeah, that's right. This cut goes out to all y'all that's been missing us for mad years. One love, yo. Yeah, that's right. He's got game. If man is the father, the son is the center of the earth, in the middle of the universe, then why is this verse coming six times rehearsed? Don't freestyle much, but I write them like such. Word. Amongst the fiends controlled by the screens, what does it all mean, all this shit I'm seeing? <laughs> Human beings screaming vocal javelins, sign of a local nigga unraveling. Uh-huh. My wandering got my ass wondering, with crisis and all this crisis, hating Satan never knew what nice is. Check the papers, well I bet on ISIS More than your eye can see and ears can hear Year by year all the sense disappears Nonsense perseveres, prayers links with fear Beware, two triple O's It might feel needle. good, it, it might sound a little something But damn the game, if it don't mean nothing What is game, who got game, where's the game And like, behind the game, behind the game I got game, she got game, we got game They got game, he got game It might feel good, it might sound a little something But fuck the game, if it ain't saying nothing Damn, was it something I said? Pretend you don't see, so you turn your head Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.